Chris Stein is on the show. You might know him from Blondie as the songwriter and guitarist of Blondie, but he's also one of the most seminal rock and roll photographers. Just incredible images, not just of Debbie Harry, but also Iggy Pop and Devo and gosh, so many. I'm not going to name them all here. Welcome to Launch Left, a launchpad for left of center artists, a podcast, a label. I'm Rain Phoenix. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Follow us on all socials at Launch Left. Here's Chris Stein. Oh, and he's launching Grace McKagan. Welcome them to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to finally have you on the show. I mean, first of all, you're like a triple threat, probably quadruple, double. I don't, I'm sure you do other artistic things, but the things I know are songwriting, guitar, camera. What else? I'm writing. I'm actually starting now. I'm closing in on 10,000 words. It's not that much, Mm -hmm. but. That's a lot to me. Yeah. So. We'll see what where that goes because everybody's bugging me to finally get this stuff, the history down while I still am conscious. You have a good enough memory to do that? You know, the photographs really help refresh my memory in a lot of cases. A lot of stuff I remember pretty clearly, but then a lot of it is just blurry and then there's a simultaneity that goes on. I mean, in my head, it's all going on at the same time. It's hard to make a linear track out of all these events. And I had just a lot of fucking events. Still in, I'm still in the 60s with it when I was a kid. Speaking of that, um, you are a New York native. Is that right? Yeah, from Brooklyn. Yeah. Went to high school in Brooklyn. How did music find you? Uh, it was just always there. You know, it was um, the usual junk with the Beatles and all that stuff coming out. You know, uh, it was, I, I remember early on, like, I thought the Shangri-Las were like too commercial and I didn't appreciate how brilliant it was until later when we were doing the band situation. And, you know, cause we were kidding because you know, the leader of the pack is kind of like a soap opera. And I guess the way some people think of Justin Bieber now, you know, it's just being commercial and accessible to the masses. But then, and, you know, but now I think it's all genius. All, all of that stuff that I thought was commercial, you know, and everybody liked the locomotion. And then, and, and but then also West Side Story was such a big deal before the rock and roll. I was kind of led into music through movie soundtracks. I mean, people don't get what a huge cultural event West Side Story was. I try to explain that. It was as big as the Beatles, you know, before, what, two years before or three years before. Yeah, my mom is from the Bronx and born in 1944 and West Side Story the Beatles. She was at Shea Stadium when the Beatles played Shea Stadium. I so I've, yeah. yeah, so she she was always talking about West Side Story. So I I, I knew that it was a big deal for yeah, uh, teenagers sweet. then. Yeah. yeah, no, like when you go when Tony would get shot, like all the girls in the theater would cry. It was like when they were crying over the Beatles later on. But I had a friend who was at Shea Stadium. And he said he couldn't hear anything. Yes, she was one of the screaming girls. What kind of music, if you say you were kind of not into the Shangri-Las, what kind of music were you into? Folk music. I was a really big Flat and Scruggs fan. Probably picked up on them from the Beverly Hillbillies, uh-huh. actually. But then I really became enamored of all that bluegrass stuff. And all that just led into the rock scene. I went to Newport Folk Festival in 66. I was just writing about that, actually. Which was the year after Dylan went electric and all that controversy. I've seen Pete Seeger say that he actually didn't try to cut the cable with an axe, but I don't know if you know all those stories. 
supposedly Pete fucking Seeger went running at the stage when Dylan was on and tried to cut the power line with an axe. And then like Alan Lomax and Albert Grossman had a fist fight. All this stuff was going on. I mean, somebody should make a movie out of Newport 65. Absolutely. You look great, by the way. You, I can't believe you lived through all of that stuff and you're just like, you seem perfectly... I'm okay. Uh, I'm slowing down a little. I don't know about what's going to happen with the touring. I mean, I don't know if I can get out there and do the airports and hotels anymore. Well, I know some like 30-year-olds who don't know if they can do that. Yeah. I shared in the intro how you know a few of the seminal artists you photographed, but in many ways, it seems like your photos led to um, culture change. Often, like like, or it was right on the tip of like punk, new wave. Like you were you were photographing right before things became public in a way, you yeah. know, like before. Well, yeah, they- I mean, people put pictures of Debbie before they heard the music for sure, because Cream Magazine put those a couple of those things in before we had records out or just on the borderline of having the records up. I have a question about something a little off subject of that, which is um, around activism. What's your form of, of give back? We the last tour in America. We were playing from Russia with love and we would put that big, remember, I don't know if you remember, there was a big presidential seal that somebody faked and Fucking Trump actually got in front of it. He took a picture with it behind him and it had the Russian eagle on it. And it was like a fake version of the presidential seal. So he actually, somebody threw it up behind him somewhere at some event. And we would put that up behind us as we played from Russia with Love. I don't know if that counts as activism. but (laughs) And I go and complain on Twitter and whatever, you know. Yeah, I know. I think you were doing some stuff with Blondie for the bees as well. I remember that. Yeah, well, the bee, yeah, bees is, you know. Which is important. Yeah. The pollinators. We need the pollinators, right? Yeah. In all ways, in art, music, culture, we need pollinators. So I see. What are you thinking about mostly these days? I've just been kind of in this limbo for a while. I was kind of waiting for after the election to start writing, work on a memoir. You think it'll take like years? I can't. I can't have no idea. I can't tell what it is, you know, if it's too much stuff crammed together in too much of a short space, I don't know. Yeah, but I like to physically write. I mean, everybody was, my agent was, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, we can get you somebody to do the interviews with and then transcribe. But I like the, you know, physical writing gives it a whole different dimension. And is this the first time you will have ever written something, or you write for your photo books? I imagine some of the I worked on the yeah. captions, and then we had that making tracks. Yeah. And I've written essays for the magazines and stuff here and there. Do you do uh, album covers at all, or some of your photos become album covers? I did Robert Fripp's album cover. I did. That's the one I'm really proud of. It's the, ah, the, the, right on his first album. I did and second, but the first one I did all by myself. Second one I mm-hmm. collaborated with him on. I don't know if you mind sharing your Instagram handle right now because no, I want to talk my about name it. With, it's just my name with one S. When Miley started following me, I got a lot more followers. Yeah, so. there you go. I know. And so it's you guys out there, if you're watching, listening, it's uh, at C-H-R-I-S-T-E-I-N. So yeah. you're missing one S. Just remove one of the S's. Um, Chris's stories are epic. The stories is an art form. The main feed is just all photographs I've taken or I try I try to do that. I'm tempted to go off and do post crazy memes and shit like that, but I save that for Twitter. 
Also follow me on Twitter because Twitter is, is really great. Christine plays. I'm glad yeah. you just do photos on Instagram. I think your photos are so beautiful that why not? Yeah, well, I was drawn to Instagram early on because just because of the visual aspect. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I like it, and I find that everybody will have a couple of really great photographs, even if they're not photographers. Just accidental stuff. There's, you know, if you look at people's feeds, sometimes you'll see really great things that you can, you know, are not intentional. And I think I like that aspect too. I love film photography, but I really love. The iPhones are so amazing that I love yeah, iPhone. No, I, I don't do film anymore. It's just because it's like yeah, digital cuts out that whole step, and I you can do the yeah. same thing with digital. I think it's yeah. like recording. You know, you don't the tape exactly. is nice, but you don't really maybe you don't need the tape. Even though the last record we did tape and Pro Tools, yeah, you know, so. I like the hybrid. I like digital, analog, yeah. digital, or something like that. I do. Because you can hear a little bit, you know, or outboard gear. And we digress. You are so talented. Nice to meet you, Grace. I've seen you live with Pink Slips a couple times, and your live performance is probably one of the most astounding. Like, there's only a couple artists, young artists here in LA, that, and there's another girl, uh, Simone Eastwa, who also is just like the live performance is so moving that you're like, I'm in, whatever they do for the rest of their life, count me in. So I'm so happy this this is all happening here on Launch Left. It warms warms me. The song is called So Lucky, and it's about um, my keyboard player who actually hooked up with a flight attendant. It's like a really dramatized version of it, but it's about like being so lucky and joining the Mile High Club. So we're going to film it. Um, we got like a airplane studio. We're going to film it there. I'm going to be a flight attendant. I'm excited. Okay. Um, Grace, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no, I'm 23. Wow. Right at the beginning of it all. How very cool. And are you putting this out yourself? Are you your own label? Or are you um... Um, just putting it out um, ourselves? Is there, is there any overdubbing on those tracks? I mean, it, because it gives the impression of being very, it feels very stripped down. Right. Oh, live. yeah. We recorded that. Um, we did record it live in Seattle. And then uh, do you have a whole record of stuff or are you doing like single at a time? So for right now, we're doing single time. Um, I have one more single coming out after this. Mm-hmm. Probably going to come out in either March or April. As of right now, I'm just writing a bunch of songs to one day put out an album. I think it's always good to just have so many demos and obviously so many options, you know, Chris. Um, but yeah, so for as far as releases go, I have this one, So Lucky, and then another one, So Hyper, within the next few months. But I'm happy to finally be putting them out. Anything else you, you want to impart, Chris? Do you guys want to talk about? You know what Debbie says? You can never make a big enough fool out of yourself. One of my favorite quotes. I think that's good advice for everybody in show business. Because people get too, too uptight about how they appear in public. Totally. People, want, people are happy to see you acting like an idiot. Whatever yeah. that might mean. You know. Totally. Well... I feel like in real life I can be um, kind of shy or like awkward or insecure, honestly. Yeah. But on stage when I'm performing, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. But um, I don't. I feel like I'm being my most most authentic self. So when I finish playing a show, friends of mine or whoever will be like, "Wow, like." I didn't know you had that in you, and it's like, well, that's actually who I really am. And maybe perhaps a lot of the other times. 
a lot of us put on masks to be liked or to be perceived a certain way. So when I'm performing, it's like, that's why it feels like the most liberating time because I'm truly just being myself. Yeah, yes. Cool. And, and yeah. I love that. And that's honestly why when I saw you perform, I was like, okay, I love her because you're so authentic. And I could tell it was like this, she's not, this isn't a show. This is like, she needs to get all this out. Well, thank you both. Chris, thank you for your time. This is Chris Stein. I'm watching Grace McKagan and her new song, So Lucky. to create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice, but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. 